Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Talk Steelers podcast. I'm Sybil. Today, I'm joined by Paul. Say hello, Paul. How's it going? I'm also joined by Jed. Say hello, Jed. Hello, mate. And I'm also joined by Jake's Hello, Jake. Leave the best till last. I like it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> it's so good to be back, boys. Um, and I'll try and make it whenever I can. I'm very busy these days. Um, spending the millions we've made from, from Total Screamers is uh, one of the founders. Um, but we go straight to our first game of the weekend, Everton, Newcastle. Newcastle went to Goodison and came away with a three points, even though Bruce has been under heavy criticism from the fans for the last sort of I'd probably say about fortnight. What were your thoughts in the game, Jed? Big shock, to be honest, mate. Um, I really, really did not see this game or this result coming. Um, Everton obviously have been so strong this season, and Newcastle have been so poor. Obviously, not won for eleven games. Um, yeah, really didn't see it coming. But I think overall, um, Newcastle probably good value for the win. They they took their chances. Um, Callum Wilson looked dangerous every time he got near the goal, um, and obviously took his goals quite well. The uh, the first goal they scored was absolutely brilliant. I know it was a free header, but Shelby sort of drilled a ball into the box in the end. It's a brilliant header from Callum Wilson. Um, yeah, fair play to Newcastle. Fair that's play one to Steve Bruce. Yeah, that's one thing you can always say about George O'Shelby. He's got one peg on him, man, no matter what. You know, if he's not if he's not running <laughs> too hard, he's not like... He's quite good in the challenge as well. Kind of always rated George uh, quite a bit, even when he was at Liverpool, he always had that potential, but he was just an absolute fucking nutter. There was no chance he was ever going to live up to it. <laughs> uh, and Carl Wilson looking absolutely fantastic uh, in black and white. Uh, what a signing he's been for Newcastle. Uh, what did you think of the game, um, Paul? What were your thoughts on it? Yeah, same as Jed. Just there was no no way you really saw this result coming based on form anyway. But yeah, Newcastle came out attacking like for basically the whole game and um, played in the front foot just like the second half against Leeds previously. And yeah, definitely deserved. Deserved the win. Um, yeah, Wilson looked great up front. He missed a good chance right before he scored the two goals. Um, but other than that, yeah, Newcastle were great and Everton kind of just played within themselves. Didn't really 
didn't really attack with any great vigor or yeah penetration just didn't really make many chances hmm. um yeah i think that's the, the hallmark of a good forward the fact that you can you can miss early on i think and, and still keep a good mentality throughout hmm. the game and and wilson knows hmm. his chances are going to be like few and far between when he's playing in the black and white um but he's i, I can understand why newcastle made a move for him and, and capitalized on a striker that can sort of he is a good finisher especially between the sticks and the six yard box and uh but what 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 actually did go wrong for Everton here? Even though even though you know, Callum Wilson was on form, but still Newcastle, I would say they were good going forward, but not not as good as they could have been. Oh yeah, what was it went wrong for Everton? I think it? Everton were just like, when they're on the ball, they look very slow and like sluggish, and they just didn't really look like they. It wasn't clicking for them in that game. Um, it's a, probably a combination of the fact that you know they've played a, a lot of games and stuff like that, but they just yeah they were second to every ball and they just. Uh, they weren't at the races and I think it's just one of those games where um, you just know it's not going to go your way <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool have had a few of them recently uh, yeah. <laughs> you can feel it from the first minute oh this isn't going to go this <laughs> 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 go away <laughs> uh, yeah but uh, I mean it's it's just what it, I mean you're flying up high sometimes you know you can get hit by a sucker punch from a team that's not playing too well um, does Bruce deserve more credit than he's been getting, or is this just a, or is this just a more Everton more bad on a day in Newcastle capitalised? Uh, I, I would say it's probably a little bit of both, in my opinion. Um, I think you can see there's been a shift in what Steve Bruce is trying to do for the last couple of games. He has put more attacking players on the pitch um, in certain games, and obviously that's paid off for them this week. But on the flip side, Everton were by their standards, quite poor. Uh, so it be interesting to see how Newcastle build on this and whether they can go and pick up any more wins um, or whether this was just a, a one-off. But I think going attacking and just going up, you know, trying to just, you know, go take the game to teams and, you know, enforce chances definitely works for Newcastle. As long as they can keep everybody fit, then... Um, they might be all right yet, but I, you know, we were saying the other day, you know, if, if the poor form continues and it could easily still continue, um, then you know they they could be in danger. So interesting one. Well, true, Jordy, um, one of the more famous uh, Newcastle supporters with his own sort of podcast and stuff like that. Uh, he came out and he blatantly said that, that Newcastle will be relegated under Bruce. And I mean, I, I could I could see no, why not this. Season. Yeah, yeah, no, They're I can so see why away. he's. Critical. I don't know. I don't know if they don't if if they don't get a few any more wins under their belt now, say for the next five or six games, then it's a real possibility. I think they they'll be down there, won't they? You'd have more than four games from a crisis in the Premier League, are you? <laughs> you know, well, yeah. When Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield United are the teams who are expected to win, like it's probably not going to happen. Newcastle could That's true. potentially That's true. lose all their games and stay up. Like, yeah, Brighton have fourteen points; <laughs> they're expected to get eight points. It's well, we'll talk about Brighton later. Surely, surely they need to get better results. I'd be so. I mean, that'd probably be the best team I've ever been relegated. Been at Brighton yeah. side because they've been so unlucky, and so unfortunate in some situations. Um, definitely not a championship side, in my opinion. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a little bit as we go to Crystal Palace Wolves Hoyson piling on the misery um, onto Wolves and taking advantage, getting his three points at home. Uh, as a manager of his calibre and experience, you would expect to do. I can see Crystal Palace staying up and performing quite well now. Um, and I never really doubted them too much because no, even if they've not got a great squad, Roy's always going to capitalise in a 1 0 win <laughs> at home, even against the obviously struggling side Wolves. Uh, and I think there was a lot of stuff on Twitter that was saying this was the end for, for Crystal Palace. We never kind of went on that, that dry, barren spell. <laughs> 
And after a few pumpings, and I kind of thought, no, Roy's going to rally it, and he's going to like organise them and, and take advantage. And I think Ezzy's doing a fantastic job uh, of helping Newcastle on the way to, to a successful ste- season of staying up in the Premier League. But what, what were your thoughts? And again, where, where did Wolves go wrong in this, Jake? I, again, that's, Wolves are so... I, you can't put your finger on it, because their squad is, is, is a good squad. It's a top eight sort of squad, but this season they've just not been at it. And I know that Jimenez has been injured, but you know he's, he's been out now for a while, so you can't keep just saying, oh, Jimenez is injured. Because, you know, Liverpool had that with Van Dijk. It was yet Van Dijk's injured, but it was a long time ago. You've, you've got to find solutions for this. You can't just keep pulling out that excuse. They're just not scoring enough goals, and it is quite as simple as that. They, they haven't got the, the quality... That they're missing, and yeah, it's uh, and they're starting to get punished now. But I mean, they're not going to be in any trouble or anything like that. So I think, but yeah, I don't think I don't think they're defending well mm. enough either at, at this point. It's it's you know it's not helping them with the lack of goals in the team. Um, I, I do think that they can't really have any complaints about this result. To be honest, I thought Palace were the better side. <coughs> and, um, it could have been worse for Wolves. I think Zaha hit the bar at one point. Um, after they were already, you know, one it up. Mm. So, um, yeah, as I say, I don't think Wolves can have too too many complaints about this result. But I thought Eze took his goal really well, though. Um, he looks to be a, a real player, doesn't he? And um, definitely one of the like the shining stars in that side. Is it going to come to the same fate as uh, both Zaha um, and just being like <laughs> just Newcastle? Uh, not Newcastle. Crystal Palace, <laughs> the Newcastle of London. Uh, <laughs> uh, did you, they just they just keep offering decent contracts, you know? And and you know, before we know it, he's he's like he's he's approaching his twenties and still at Palace. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's tough one to predict that, ain't it? Um, maybe, maybe yeah, maybe he'd be happy there and stay there for, for his want to stay there for his whole career. Jake maybe Zaha's happy maybe there. Gets so good. Um, <laughs> Do you know what? I do think at this point Zaha's probably just accepted his fate. <laughs> yeah. He did. He, he did come through to. He did come through the academy at Palace. In fairness to him, like he's been. Yeah, he's he been did there. Have a Man United, you know, didn't he? He did. Yeah, it didn't work out for him. Now he's he's you know the the man at, at Palace, isn't he? Um, it's probably. I don't know. I don't want to say it's too late for him to move somewhere else, but I think the moment has passed. With, with Zaha if he was going to leave mm-hmm. um, it would have been a, a year or two ago um, so I think at mm-hmm. this point he's probably just in it for the long haul now and just going to see you know how his career pans out with Palace constantly linked with a move on Zaha constantly <laughs> every, no window, yeah. every window every <laughs> window why hasn't anyone taken a chance on him well not it's not too expensive like yeah, too expensive yeah, asking price asking price yeah so yeah. I believe Awobi was only signed for Everton because Everton pulled out of a deal for Wilfred Zaha, yeah. I think Palace wanted sixty million odd for him. Something, something like that. Yeah. I mean, as he's a sixty million player, he's a sixty million pound player, but at the same time, he's not a sixty million pound player. When he wants to be, like, is, I, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> not, it's, you don't Definitely. see it enough. That's that's why I think he hasn't got that yeah. move because he, he went to United, and I know he was young, and I know it was a transitional period for United, having just got rid of Fergie and getting Moyes and stuff. But he, he proved yeah. he didn't and do he anything. Did. Transition his tra- transition his wang and he voices talk as well. Is it going to help your fucking chances of getting off the pitch? Uh, well, yeah, that that doesn't help either. But I think I think I think it is a case of just too inconsistent to get into a top four side. He can play for a top four side, absolutely, but he 100%. doesn't prove he doesn't show it enough. I think that's what I think is putting off teams because you know that's yeah. it's the stepping stone, isn't it? I would agree. If he if he played as well as he can play every week, then Palace would be 
in the top half of the yeah. table, you know, consistently. Um, but he just doesn't. He just doesn't do it every week, does he? he? He performs every now and then, and it's it's not really good enough to warrant spending sixty million. Yeah. On. I think he'd do better at a like a better club because he's definitely the main man for Crystal Palace. When you're playing against them, you just have to defend mm. Zaha basically. And yeah, you blunt, blunt their attack. So mm. if you went to a better club, he'd have a lot more freedom. Like that's for certain. But whether whether he'd use that freedom to do any better is <laughs> up for debate. It's obviously not a sixty million pound risk, but yeah, you'd want a half that transfer price, wouldn't you? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he might make that move when he's like thirty. When does his contract run out? I think it's sure. like when he's like thirty, thirty-one, two, thirty. And he's thirty, his contract to run out, and he might just kind of get that move. You know, Arsenal come in and they like giving thirty-three-year-olds five-year contracts, etc. <laughs> Something like that. Um, uh, you can I'm always interested. William. Yeah, replace William. William's fucking forty-five year old and getting another five-year contract. Surprise <laughs> me. Ah, uh, uh, I'm making fun of Arsenal's transfer policies. It's just it's easy to you know. What I mean, it's, I shouldn't even really be doing it. It's that you know. It's just it's, <laughs> it's definitely punching down. Their fans, their fans are um, doing that as well. Though, so yeah, they do. They do like absolutely having a laugh at their transfer policy, which is ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Um, over to Man City and Sheffield United. Man City managed to steal the three points from Sheffield United at home. <laughs> Gabriel Jesus gets a goal, uh, as he should be in there. Pep is actually kind of maybe playing form that probably merited goals when he's not had them by by continuing to select them. Uh, what were your thoughts on this game, Paul? Uh, yeah, it was, it was a good result for City in the end. Um, obviously, expect them to win by a few more goals, but I think... I saw an interview with Pep and he was like, said he woke up, looked out the window and saw it was raining and windy and was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out that way. He said it was like the toughest game of the season. Whether that's true is a different story, but yeah, like when you're Sheffield United in that game, you just want to stay in it for as long as possible. So they left themselves with a chance to get a goal at the end, but yeah, it just didn't, didn't really happen for them. It's a good result for City and like Sheffield United will be delighted having three points from two mm. games against United and City I mean yeah if you'd absolutely yeah, if you'd absolutely. have sold Chris Wilder that you know he's, he's got United and City back to back you're going to get three points out of that he'd be, he'd be like what oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that's double the points we've got yeah <laughs> exactly so yeah I don't think he'll be too bothered and they've, they've showed a bit of spirit in both in definitely in both games haven't they They've been really, really, really good for them yeah, anyway. They, right? <laughs> they did. They did. Like, like Paul said, they kept themselves mm. in it, and you know they had chance at, towards the end of the game to to maybe snatch an equaliser. But um, I think for City, there it'll be a pleasing result for them because Pep's obviously rested a couple of players for this game, and, and they've still come through with a with a one nil win. Um, the goal that they scored, I thought Ferran Torres did really well. Um, to, to keep hold of the ball first and foremost and then beat two players and pick out Jesus who's completely unmarked in the middle. Um that, you know, without that that chance and without that early goal, potentially Sheffield United could have earned a point mm. from it, which is a, a surprise in itself. But I mean, fair play to them. They seem to have a bit more fight about their game recently. Uh, I don't know whether they've been listening to us. <laughs> but um <laughs> They have been. They have been sure. Wilder plays us on loudspeaker before the game and he's like Go and show them fuckers. <laughs> Prove them wrong. <laughs> well, maybe they've just accept that Wilder cannot be sacked. No matter what, that man cannot be sacked. And they've just gone, oh, we better start listening to him. He's, he's not, not going, going anywhere. You know? He's not going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, right, Theo. 
Where are we next? West Brom film. West Brom film. Clash of the Titans. <laughs> Any surprise that Fulham have drawn again? No. 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 <laughs> Scott Parker loves a fucking draw, man. It's crazy. He'll win like two games a season and survive, isn't he? Yeah. I, I was like... I just, Big Sam was fucking raging. It was a good, good, ga- then, good game, though, you- wasn't it? <laughs> um it was a yeah, good game, yeah. Entertaining um, sort of end to end game. Like you say, Big Sam was furious though, wasn't he? He was, oh, he was so mad when they um, conceded that goal. But I thought that, you know, the good thing from both sides is they scored, they're both starting to like get a couple of goals and stuff. So that'll be positive for both. I think they'll both be slight, be happy with a point because it meant they didn't lose. And I know, like, you know, so the other team isn't gaining ground on them. But um, yeah, Big Sam, not a happy man. <laughs> Yeah, definitely a six-pointer. Yeah. Huge six-pointer yeah. in terms of them. Because otherwise they risk uh, the other side getting mm-hmm. away from them. They are the side that are competing around us, around each other. Big Sam, yeah, absolutely furious. Um, he expects to see that game out, 100%. He does not have anywhere near the back line <laughs> he wants at that club, does he? <clears throat> no, he doesn't. But I think um, what I noticed is that West Brom, they did seem quite exposed a lot. Uh, a lot of times in that game towards the, especially in the first half, um, I thought Fulham attacked really well. Um, when they sort of broke at, at pace, they did find quite a lot of space to run into and, and had a few chances. And that's obviously where um, their first goal came from. And they could have punished West Brom a bit more than they did. Um, so I think they'll, they'll count themselves a little bit unlucky, but West Brom, when they got in the positions to score, took their chances. So I think a draw was probably a fair result, but um, the big Sam's still got work to do there. <laughs> Absolutely. At West Brom still got a big job on his hands because, um, you know, when, when teams like Fulham are, are carving you open um, uh, and, you know, I've got you on the back foot and almost, you know, taking, <laughs> taking every chance they get, um, then yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. So, I do hope that Big Sam keeps him up though, because I wouldn't want him to to tarnish that record he's got. Keeping clubs in the division, exactly, mate. Patron saint and Stoke streamers there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Big Sam. It'll be like for this whole season, and go and win his last five games uh, and keep him up. <laughs> it's, just, it's just what will happen. Uh, we go next to Arsenal, Man United again. Every time we look forward to a game here at the Total Screamers, <laughs> guarantee it's going to be a no-no still, mate. <laughs> what were your thoughts on this game, Paul? Yeah, I didn't didn't have much on it to be honest. <laughs> I thought it was pretty boring actually. Yeah. Like Arsenal would probably be happier since they didn't have Saka and Tierney and Aubameyang. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, just disappointing, wasn't it? Um, wasn't a like an exciting game, I didn't think at all. Um, you know, I probably could have scored when Cavani had that chance in the second half. Um, and they, I think they always look way better when he when he's playing up front. It seems like they really have like a target man, someone to play around. Um, but yeah, this game, I think, just yeah, kind of fizzled out early early doors. I thought. I think uh, disappointing is the word there, mate. To be honest, um, I'll just obviously neither side really had many chances. Um, the Cavani one was probably the best chance of the game and obviously you know it didn't take it I think Arsenal hit the bar at one point um, and that's the only real chance of note I can recall from it it was just a boring game really wasn't it and it's it's disappointing for for the you know, fans watching uh, I think Arsenal, both sides will be disappointed with a draw uh, because I think they both will have seen it as a winnable game so yeah disappointment I think um, 
United's a bit more disappointed, like you said, uh, both of you. You know, looking at that Arsenal side, no Tierney, no Aubameyang, no Saka. I I thought when the team sheets come out, I thought United are gonna, gonna be fancying this, like go for it. But there's just nothing, was there? But I'd agree with you, Paul. They look so much better when they've got Cavani in that side. He's he's a bit of a focal point for the attack, isn't he? He offers so much more than Martial at the moment. Um, but pff, it was crap on it that game. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like you said. Yeah, I get like the thing with United is you, you expect them to be good just because they had a bit of a run of yeah. form but I just they're just not a good team they have lots of good players like but I just don't see it with them they they just like have no consistency apart from this month basically and <laughs> um, like it's mad they got knocked out of Champions League and then have gone on a decent run of form since then but ooh. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, it screams in- inconsistency at Man United. Uh, it's always been that way under all like on a social that they do have these absolute magnificent runs. And they look as if, oh wow, look at this team, look at the quality within this team. Uh, some of these are just absolutely class players. And Bruno Fernandes, I just I do rate as just the best number, the best number ten in the world right now for me. Uh, everything speaks to it. I mean, he's just fantastic. That kind of tenacious midfielder is always looking to grab the ball and. Like sideways and backwards passes just aren't an option <laughs> for a player like Bruno. And I, you know, I really wish you know Liverpool had a tenacious midfielder like that that could uh, that was ag- as aggressively forward thinking as he is. Um, but yeah, Man United, I, do, I don't think it'll be as long before they start getting themselves back into that rhythm again uh, because I do think they have actually improved I'll, I, I, a fair bit. A fair bit I'll give them. They just need to work on that consistency. Who would you rather 100%. have in your side, De Bruyne or Fernandes? Fernandes. Would you? Hundred percent, and what? And Liverpool side, and Liverpool side, Fernandez. What about what about you yeah. two? Do you know what? Yeah, um, do you be happy with I'll either of a cob? Would you? I was just about to say. <laughs> Who would you, you have a cob? <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth, mate. I said I'd, I'd take either of them. I take either of them. Sit on. I take either of them. Sit on. Nobody need. Them. Nobody need them. We just beat Selic at the home. <laughs> Paul, who would you? Who would you have Liverpool out of the two? This is so tough. Ah. Oh. I don't know. Fernandez, I guess, yeah. Scores more I'd have, I'd have De Bruyne every day of the week. I don't know. I'd take De Bruyne over really Fernandez. Absolutely. Yeah, I think De Bruyne is just De Bruyne is just like he he just adds so a bit more in terms of creativity, I think. Yeah, he's a better football. He's a better yeah, football. He's a better all round football. Bad half Fernandez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I mean Fernandez, I get what you're saying, Jed. Fernandez is a better okay. goal threat. Yeah. <laughs> I fully appreciate your well made points, mate, but you're fucking <laughs> <laughs> this is why we dropped yeah. you for weeks. You need to get back. You need to go away again. You. I'm going to be sat on a bench next year. Getting dropped again. And it, either way, though, the Arsenal United game was shite. That's the end of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it on that. Next, next we go to a game that probably. I wouldn't say it was a shite game. Um, we go to St Mary's where uh, Aston Villa stole the points, literally robbed them <laughs> from uh, Southampton. <laughs> uh, Southampton had 60% possession, five shots on target with 20 taken total. They absolutely dominated this game, yet um, Aston Villa, they were, they were the ones, they were clinical and they, they're probably happy to have Ross Barkley finding that form that they had at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. I think they definitely need to work hard to make that a permanent deal. Uh, and yeah, they go home with a three points. What do you think of the game, Jed? Southampton's so unlucky. So unlucky not to to get anything out of this game. Um, even a draw, you know, they would have been unlucky with. I think they were the better team for the whole game. Um, had a couple of very very cruel decisions go against them as well. With the not being given a penalty for the handball, and and then also the the equaliser being ruled out for the 
the finest of uh, of margins, literally. It was onside. <laughs> it was. It was. What, what did they? What did they rule it out for? It was like a bit his armband, the black armband that he was wearing, or something like that. Was was offside? Oh, honestly, <laughs> it's just it's, it's silly, it's isn't it? It's just silly. It doesn't matter the distance, like. Yeah, he's offside. If his sleeve was pulled up a high, bit higher up his arm, he's onside. It just, uh, it just makes like, the... Oh, oh. You're offside, you're offside. But I think with the handball, I just could not believe that was given. It was like, I thought it was so clear that Cash moved his hand forward. Yeah, he's, I think <laughs> yeah. What, what, they've said is that, what they've said is that it's flicked up off his knee onto his arm. But regardless of whether that's happened, and it was probably a tiny little flick as well, regardless of whether that's happened, his arm's still out there and he's made his body bigger. Yeah. Like, it should be a penalty. And if that was a, if that was a, the other way around, if that was an attacking player and it had come and hit, you know, well, you, hit his knee. Look at Firmino. It's no yeah, goal, is it? Firmino goal yeah. against Tottenham you know, was it... ruled out. Well, Salah's goal was ruled out for Firmino. Exactly. Well, that, yeah. uh, that was more of a handball, to be fair. I, I said, I thought that was the wrong You would. But if it was a... Uh, <laughs> Typical Coventry. You know what? But no, I, I'd, echo, I'd echo both what you're saying. Southampton was so unlucky. That handball was handball in every single game of football ever played, this is, apart it's from this one. Tech, like, uh, textbook Premier League. This textbook, like the beginning of the season, they're giving out handballs to blokes with their fucking hands behind yeah. their backs, and now they've got fucking eleven goalkeepers on the park. <laughs> And it's just, <laughs> they're not giving pens to fucking it's anybody. Like, it's a typical they, fucking Premier League. Like, it's like, do you remember the one in the Tottenham game of, of the beginning of the season where the ball just sort of oh, with Eric Dyer, got it? headed onto Eric Dyer's hand at one point and there was no way he could have known anything about it? <laughs> the, like, how, the is that ham, like... how is that a handball and, and that, that Matty Cash one is not a handball? I don't oh, I know I don't exactly what it. you're talking about. Like, yeah. Eric Dyer's facing in the opposite direction. The ball was heading away from the goal. <laughs> He just jumped. He just jumped, and you have to you have sort to of use your arms. move your arms as you jump. Yeah. yeah, you can't jump with your arms behind your back, can you? Like, to head a football. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, I don't understand how that's a penalty in this this day and age, and the Villa one isn't. Like, it's just. Man, I think even Matty Cash, like he, he was like, "Ah, oh, shit, it's a penalty!" Like every day, he's like, "I've Great I pulled off a brilliant save there." Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, he's gone and he's gone and put the lottery yeah, on after that uh, game. Yeah, you know, honestly. Yeah. It definitely it looks well in. It, on it. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, as I say, I think Southampton were robbed. 100%. They were robbed. And that that offside, you know, sleeve sleeve or no sleeve, is is really cruel. Yeah. I'm really, not uh, really calling Dean Smith a hypocrite, but he was very happy to quote the rule book after this game when he was raging <laughs> with the Mings-Rodri thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. It's like just... No self-awareness. <laughs> it's like it's like they forget what they've said like the week yeah, before, exactly. and you're like, "Hang on, the rules are the yeah. rules." It's the rules. It's like, well, the rules, and he's like, "No, nah, that don't count, though." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forgot about that, Paul. I'm glad you reminded me of that because yeah. yeah, that was ridiculous yeah, when he said it. I was yeah. like, "What? You can't say that, surely." <laughs> Oh. Oh, me. Uh, we now go to the bridge where um, Thomas oh. Tuchel secured three points against Sean Dyche's Burnley. Um, how are this Chelsea, Chelsea side compared to how they were under Lampard? Lampard. 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 Do you know what? I, do you know what? I don't. I don't think um, there's a massive difference just mm. yet. But I think Chelsea deserved the win. Uh, Burnley didn't really threaten Chelsea at all in this game. 
it was all Chelsea on on the ball and all the chances you know went their way. Um, could have been a lot worse for Burnley as well if if players like Timo Werner didn't <laughs> absolutely shit their pants every time they got front of goal. Um, so <laughs> I think um, Chelsea you know deserved deserved three points. I don't think Sean Dyche would argue with that. He had one shot in ninety minutes. It's very, yeah. very, <laughs> very, very Burnley. That, isn't it? <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, nearly pushed the boat out on that. <laughs> yeah, attacking. Take the game with us, new manager. We'll have a shot today. Yeah. <laughs> you can see oh, with Chelsea though, like they get the ball and pass it a lot quicker. They do, it's all yeah, like definitely. Short, sharp passes. You can see that. And then obviously, yeah, with the lineup, he's playing Hudson Odoi right away. Obviously, fancies him and yeah, brought in Alonso. Fancy Hudson Odoi as well. Yeah. Hudson Odoi right the match for me. Yeah, I think he he played really well. He, everything, every attack almost seemed to go through yeah. him yeah. Um, down that right hand side, and he obviously got the assist for the first goal. Um, really impressed with him. Do you think that's something Lampard missed, um, Paul Hudson Odoi? Because he, he wasn't the he wasn't the favourite under Lampard. Yeah, obviously, you're going to have your favourites. But it's funny. It's just funny that Tuchel has just come in and right away just like throws in Hudson Odoi, having and like you always hear pundits talk about players not being match fit and blah blah blah, and even managers talking about it. But like Hudson Odoi hasn't played that many games, mm. but Tuchel obviously really fancies him. Um, and I take Tuchel's opinion over Lampard's opinion every day. <laughs> did week, you um, so. <laughs> did you catch in the game when uh, Sean Dye shouted to Robbie Brady? He was like, "Like Robbie, like, sw- like switch in, like." And then yeah. Robbie Brady was like, "I can't stop him. Like, what do you want me to do?" Uh, yeah, and like Robbie <laughs> yeah. Brady was like, just stood there going, "I can't fucking do anything. Like, I can't stop him." And, uh, and Dice was just like, "Ah, well." <laughs> yeah, he's just like, "Oh well, fair enough. You've tried. At least you're trying." <laughs> He's like, I thought you were just being lazy. So it's like, I can't fucking stop the guy. He's so fast. Yeah. <laughs> Screams of Dunk Traore. Yeah. Get after him, Dunk. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Marcus Alonso's goal, though, was, oh, it was quality, oh, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Such a yeah, good that finish. Was like, a lot of Chelsea fans were giving lovely him shit goal. on Twitter before the game. And he, uh, <laughs> I think he shut him up with that goal. Like, yeah, yeah he hasn't played for them for so yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was shoved out, wasn't he? Sort of come back in and and justified his selection there, and he could, with that goal that keep him in the team for a few games. And if I was manager, oh yeah, you you know juggling the ball in the opposition's box <laughs> and just going smack the volley and like you can start every week. Casual, mate. wasn't it? It's casual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like he's in training. Great yeah. goal. I think he'll be looking for another start. He's kind of made the manager's mind up for him there, hasn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting, though, isn't it? Because obviously Ben Chilwell has been one of Chelsea's standout performers mm. this year. Mm-hmm. So with Alonso getting back in the team and potentially causing a bit more of a headache for, for Tuchel, that could be a good. It's a good problem to have, isn't it? It was always going to happen, wasn't it? It was always going to happen. You know, when a when a player, a new brand new signing comes in, it seems to be working well. Um, out comes Marcus Alonso <laughs> approaching the twilight of his career. But it's the same as it's a Giroud situation all over again. It's like Giroud did nothing, then Timo Werner turned up, and Giroud turned into fucking. <laughs> it's just a difficult situation, isn't it? Um, we next go to the King Power where. Leicester rolled the dice on Leeds and I do say that because it's a different Leeds side every week you never know if you're going to play world class Leeds or you're going to play championship Leeds you just do not know unfortunately for them they turned up against the, the world class Leeds who absolutely dominated the game thoroughly mm. deserved the three points what were your thoughts in this game Jed? Oh, I agree with you mate I think Leeds were the better side all game really Leicester you know obviously had 
they took their goal well and and they had a few chances after Leeds got their second. Um, but Leeds really were good value for the win. Uh, I thought they looked like the Leeds that we've seen earlier at this, you know, in earlier points this season, and and um, seem to have have woken up a bit. Um, obviously, they've had a poor month this month, so uh, I think that will be a big result for them. But yeah, thoroughly deserved the win, and, and Patrick Bamford's goal was absolutely beautiful as well. Yeah, he squared it to Jack Harrison as well, and then and, and explained he's got himself in his own fantasy team as well. Because <laughs> 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 he was anticipating all the, all the Twitter abuse that I was probably going to go. Yeah, I saw, I, I saw that. Yeah, he said he's got himself in his fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> That's quality, that. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Captains that himself yeah, every week in the post match. Yeah, getting in the post match, old Bob. Do you reckon he captains yeah, himself he as well? Yeah, 100%. Of course he does. Backs himself, doesn't he? <laughs> They said I wasn't good enough for this league. Captain. <laughs> Triple captain. <laughs> uh, what were your thoughts on this match, Paul? Yeah, I thought it was a uh, good start. Like, first 20 minutes, I think it was one all and or 25 minutes and two goals disallowed. Yeah. So it was a good start and then it kind of, like, fizzled out, basically, until, like, Bamford's goal. Like, his goal really came out of nowhere. Um, and, yeah, I thought he just... He didn't really do much, like, but he's obviously a player that Bielsa loves... Mm. Um, and his assist for the first goal was unreal as well outside the boot and um, they'll pass through so yeah it was a good game and yeah it's weird Leeds had a terrible January but have kind of seemed to have turned it around a little now after what, two good results in four days um, and basically playing with a team full of championship players yeah. like it was like a, I think it was 11 out of the 13 players that played were from the championship yeah um, which was yeah they're like they're just an unbelievable team to watch as you said, you just don't know who's going to turn up, <laughs> what's going to happen. Yeah. You're guaranteed goals, so it seems. And then, yeah, Leicester, I don't know. There was a bit of pressure, or not not pressure, even just people talking about Leicester going for the title or going for Champions League. And, of course, once that happens, they bottle it. <laughs> <laughs> it was always going to come after that James Madison. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah, we'll let them talk about it. Yeah, we're talking about you now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and you're listening. <laughs> well, that's it. I think, you know, they... Vardy not playing as well doesn't help them and yeah huge a loss. huge loss but yeah. Madison again though he's stepped up to that hasn't he he got another assist um, Harvey Barnes got the goal I think didn't he um, but yeah. I think the, what Brendan Rodgers didn't want to do was get suckered into like playing Leeds' game of that sort of back up and down sort of basketball football basically um, and he sort of let mm-hmm. them do that towards the end of the game he let them sort of dictate the, the flow of the game Um and yeah, Leeds. Leeds were more, I thought were value for the win, and Bamford I thought was really really impressive as well. I don't think Leicester threatened yeah. enough throughout throughout the game either. I think you've got a team there in, in Leeds who you can force mistakes from, um, you know, and if you can you can play around them at times as well. And they just didn't do that really. They would they get those players on the ball like Albrighton and Barnes who just look to run at defenders, uh, but then it seemed like they were sort of running into into nothing, um, you know, running to the edge of the box and and. Then passing the ball backwards, and you know, it didn't didn't really inspire um, much sort of you know attacking flair from them, which was they have got in the team. I think that's you know let themselves down in that regard today. But yeah, Leicester, um, sorry Leeds, sorry definitely deserve the win. Hundred percent agree with you. Now we go to West Ham Liverpool that we're all I think just hot off the press from watching. <laughs> this is straight from <laughs> straight fresh out of the oven. Jake Corfield commentary from you. <laughs> Jake. What was your what was your thoughts um, on this match? First half was poor. Very poor. 
Hundred percent. It was boring, after the first half. I thought you know the Tottenham game was a bit of a fluke, and therefore they're going to revert back to the uh, the turgid football that they've been playing before. But I thought the second half they they sort of changed and, and dictated the game. Then and um, Mo Salah is the, the bright spark in that. Um, his first finish was was really good, and then that second goal, it's classic counter attacking football, and two two wonderful passes first by Trent Alexander Arnold to Shakiri, mm. and then Shakiri's pass was absolutely quality. And that, that, nice. that touch, yeah. though, that God, touch yes. from Salah was <laughs> touch and finish was incredible, wasn't it? Um, I was I was texting my dad during the game, and I said, you know, Salah does that touch in the box where. He needs to be perfect, but you'll get a five-yard pass to him and it'll spoon off his boot and it'll go miles and he have to chase it. It's like, why can't he just take that touch every time? And he, he doubled the amount of goals he scores. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, 100%. And then that third goal for Mino was the, the catalyst in that, wasn't he, off the bench? But I thought Liverpool's second half performance was great, but that first half was, was dreadful, absolutely dreadful. Yeah, it was it was nice to see Gina get the um, the yeah. third goal because normally G- recently Gina has been rose head in it <laughs> <laughs> like far too frequently. Um, I thought Shakiri's pass was just fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> <I> was that <laughs> was absolutely gorgeous that, um, and it was it was good to see Liverpool properly come out in yeah. the second half. Uh, and Jurgen spoke in his uh, post match interview and talked about how they were getting things getting 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 things wrong in the, in, in the in the first time. In, in terms of getting the ball with Shakiri, Shakiri turning round and seeing no yeah. one in front of him or nowhere to move the ball and having it go sideways and having it go backwards and, and they fixed that by adding in a second number 10 and playing in a 2-10 system after bringing James Milner off. Uh, and I think, yeah, Liverpool were, were, were absolutely superb um, against West Ham who have been playing re- really, really well. Uh, of course, West Ham did get a token goal, uh, uh, leaving probably Liverpool a little bit lax. But other than that, you know, a good 45 minutes uh, in that second half from Liverpool. Yeah, I think I think they're moving forward. But what were your thoughts, Paul? Yeah, it's pretty much the same. Yeah, second half was just way better, and Salah was the difference. Yeah. Haven't seen him score a goal like that for a while, where he just cuts in and boots it into the top corner. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, classic so Salah, wasn't it? That, that first goal, classic. It, it, yeah, it really was. Oh, yeah. His touch, Great goal. like you said about his touch, it just looks so dodgy at times. <laughs> Even for like the goal, it's like he doesn't really know what he's doing, but he's so quick yeah. that mm-hmm. uh, he takes everyone by surprise. But yeah, it's clear. Like Salah was the was the difference, but Liverpool were a lot better. Um, so yeah, it sets up the next two games brilliantly. I think they have City next Sunday. So yeah, be an interesting game. Obviously, City will yeah. be happy with a draw, but Liverpool really, really need to go and get a win. Must win six point for Liverpool, hundred percent. If yeah. any any hopes of titles, uh, retaining titles still lies with Jurgen Jurgen in his side. Um, they have to win that game. It's it's non negotiable. Yeah, well, that's it. They got to beat Brighton um, first though on the Wednesday, haven't they? So that's a big game as well. Yeah, yeah, Brighton currently uh, won the look against. They are, yeah. Well. As we sp- as we're speaking <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, I really um, do rate that Brighton side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do um, as well. Um, I, I would just say about uh, my thoughts on the West Ham Liverpool yeah. game. I, I was disappointed to see West Ham play into Liverpool's hands agree, a little yeah, bit yeah. Um, and just sort of sit off because um, I, I can't remember who it was after the game or during the game. Might have been Jamie Redknapp or someone like that was saying. Um, they've got the chance to exploit a Liverpool side who have got, you know, a weakened defence yeah. at the moment. And obviously West Ham being in such good form, finding those sorts of goals with Antonio, etc. If they went for it, they could have caused them a lot more problems, but they seem to sit off in the first half and just let Liverpool pass it across the pitch uh, from side to side. And and they were almost looking for counter-attacks that never really came. And, and after that, in the second half, Liverpool much improved. They punished them for it. Um, 
it's just as I say, I, I think West Ham will be disappointed with that, but but for Liverpool, it's massive um, to go there uh, with West Ham being in such good form and and, and putting three goals past them um, and three brilliant goals as well, um, as you as you said, boys. Um, and echo your your sentiments on all of them. To be honest, Salah was uh, was class in in the first goal, and obviously the second goal took took really well, and and that third one was just lovely it football, was, wasn't yeah. it? So. Mm-hmm. I thought um, yeah. Curtis Jones yeah. when he came on was brilliant as well. He got the ball. And what I love about Curtis Jones is well, he gets a lot of, a lot of criticism, but he gets criticism for for often just trying to do too much. But what I love about him is when he gets the ball, he just wants to go forward. He wants to drive and he wants to, to carry the team forward and try to, to provide some energy in the middle of the park. And I think Liverpool were lacking a little bit of that in that first half. Someone to just pick the ball up and just, you know, take it forward 20 yards and to move the ball up the pitch um, and, and free up other players. Um, and I thought Nat Phillips, again, was really solid considering he's, you know, not really played a lot of football in his career. To be centre-back with Jordan Henderson, who obviously... Brilliant midfielder, but centre back. So does does Nat Phillips yeah, I, just get into the England team now, like automatically? <laughs> it's, <Liverpool's, laughs> so, it's such a strange. He's Liverpool's he number Liverpool. one centre back, isn't he? So <laughs> yeah, I like first choice, first name of the team sheet. It's kind of like he's never played football before. I hadn't heard of him before. before this uh, it, he's been on loan for yeah. years and years. <laughs> to be honest, um, yeah, I, like if he had a a role in football manager it would be no nonsense centre back <laughs> is, what, is what it would come under he's not he's not a he's not a Jurgen Klopp centre back if yeah. Jurgen was to have his way you know he, he wouldn't be playing he wouldn't be on the side he'd be back on loan in Germany somewhere uh, played for someone else uh, held on held on reserve as he was very much for this um, yeah at, Liverpool are actually linked to a centre back and I kind of want to get your thoughts on this boys they're linked to Ben Davis of Preston North End not Ben Davis not the Spurs <laughs> one uh, and I don't think it's necessarily needed. If you're going to get a player of get get a different Ben, get Ben White from Brighton. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, I know I keep going on about him because he's one of the players, that, one of the young players, I really really rate, and I think doesn't get quite a lot of media attention. So it's kind of like ah, that's, that's my little niche. I'm going to be like, oh, this is the guy that's going to be good in two years. Two years he'll be fucking top. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, what what are your thoughts, um, Jake, on the centre back? To, to be honest, I. I don't watch a lot of championship football, um, so I can't really comment on Ben Davies. I don't, don't really know anything about him. I saw it today that we were linked, and I was like, what, from Tottenham? I was like, he's a left-back. <laughs> what do we want him for? <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I um, I, I think they, they need a centre-back. But like you say, it, I, I, I don't know anything about this guy, but obviously if Liverpool, Liverpool's scouting and transfer policies been pretty decent recently um so i trust i trust the, their policy but you know only time will tell never done dealings like this under you can though have a panic buys mm-hmm. at the end of deadline day exactly it's better you know, than um when they were linked to mustafi i was dreading that yeah. i was absolutely dreading yeah. seeing mustafi <laughs> pulling had, on a Liverpool shirt i just about had kittens I was like, oh, no. <laughs> it was, I, I see Arsenal fans like, yeah, get rid of And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, anyone but him. Like, <laughs> Fucking Arsenal fans would march him to yeah. Liverpool. They carry him on a fucking <laughs> crucifix <laughs> and march him up the fucking him. <laughs> oh, yeah, fucking sick. Get him to Liverpool if they, if they, if they thought they were going to get rid of fucking Mustafa. Um, oh, I just, but if you're going to get anybody to get, Anybody but like anybody but him. Um, I think that's what's going to do us for today, boys. Unless you've got any more points. Uh, no. 
Not that I can think no. of. No, no, no. no. no well then, right. ladies and gentlemen, it is time to end. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks very much for joining me, Paul. Cheers. Thanks very much for joining me, Jed. No worries, mate. Thanks very Pleasure. much for joining me, Jake. And thank you again to all the listeners. We've had an influx of listeners over the past month or so. It's been pretty mental, uh, so we're really happy that you you come on and, and listen to us talk <laughs> shit. <laughs> We've got actually, Paul has just put his first article up on the website um, talking about what's next Great for Frank read. Lampard. It's a fantastic yeah. read. Yeah. It's a fantastic read. Excellent. You definitely need to go on and read it. Uh, and we will be back um, with a deadline day show, I yeah. believe, soon. Am I right in saying tomorrow. that, boys? <laughs> <laughs> soon as tomorrow. Yeah. We will see you tomorrow. <laughs> see you, bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.